did you get past the guards? Oh, well, no matter. I guess I better tell you everything. This is a Bunta Vista bonus episode, and you, of course, are inside Globalism HQ. That's right, we're in a big office shaped like a windmill in the deepest jungles of northern Belgium. And this is a... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, this is a very real and very scary place. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, I'm Theo, and you've caught me loading a big pile of Soros bucks into a crate addressed to Extinction Rebellion. Uh, I'm here with Lucy, of course, who's busily using Ghislaine Maxwell's private stash of incriminating <laughs> photos to blackmail every family court judge on earth to rig the system against fathers. How are you, Lucy? Oh, that's right, I am. That's just what I do, and I love doing it. I love every <laughs> second of it, and it's very real, and it's happening. More like father's wrongs. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, of course, we've got Ben. Uh, who's busily passing a, a law requiring you to wear a mask while welding instead of staring directly into the arc. And it's all because of political correctness. <laughs> I'm trying to destroy families by emasculating men. The time was, you used to be able to weld with your bare hands. Now you have to use a machine? Come on! Yeah. Terrible what's happening Queen. to the world. Uh, and finally, here's Andrew stirring a huge vat labelled coronavirus vaccine. When it's done, it's not even going to try and st- sell it for profit. What's going gonna, on, Andrew? I'm going to tip it all down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might sell it to Jared Kushner, but maybe not. Well, there are no toilets here, just bidets, because we're in a weird part of Europe. <laughs> um, so I guess we are all in lockdown here at Globalism HQ. There's nowhere we can go. So we thought we'd take an episode to talk about things. Uh, we're just Enjoying doing uh, and while, what you can do while the world falls apart. Uh, if that doesn't sound like your jam, well, uh, fucking, it's not about you. I mean, it right, is. We're supposed to be coming together. Yeah, that sort of divisive rhetoric is ill-timed. Uh, this is about you, and you will learn to enjoy it, you stupid fuck. <laughs> oh, no matter how much of George Soros's money we have to spend on making sure that you enjoy it, we mm. will. And we'll spend a lot of it. We oh, have a so lot of it. Mm. We've got mm. high overheads here. Mm-hmm. We threw a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> so much toilet paper. Do we all have toilet paper? What's yeah, your yeah, situation? It's, no, it's fine. We got, we got a thing from Who Gives a Crap, um, mm. the company, like six months ago. That box <laughs> is going to last us another six months. Uh, we're very... Um, you have a famously tiny butthole. Modern. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do the maths on that one yourself if you like. Yep. Thea takes a single square of two-ply toilet paper, uh-huh. folds it twice mm-hmm. in the center. And then I tear it into quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Each one of those. Gently place one quarter on the end of my fingertip. <laughs> oh, no. Like someone uh, putting a contact lens in. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. How about you, Lucy? How's your TP situation? Uh, we got a lot of it, and it's that really like fancy stuff. We got it from oh. Amazon, and I'm oh. sorry I got it from Amazon, but it's like it's nice, you know. But also, what I'm doing is what? I'm investing in eating my fiber, so you know it's just like it's a clean break. <sighs> that's how you're gonna save on your toilet paper. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. 
It's going alright for now, but I have not seen toilet paper in the shops for several weeks. It's been a minute. It's been a little mm. while. It's been a while. What's oh. going on in Australia? Are you guys... What's the deal? I feel like no, you're a little we're, behind we're over there. Normally. You're not acting normally? I feel no. like people are still going out over there. Oh, absolutely. Well, people are, people are going nuts. Well, they're only going out to buy more toilet paper. They're going out to hoard more toilet paper and that's it. Right. Um, I also have not seen any in the shops in some weeks now. Mm. Um, it is unclear what you actually have to do to obtain some toilet paper. Uh, but great news for everybody. I was in the garage and <laughs> going through some old boxes. Great news. Right? We, have, we have some boxes in the garage that were in the classic state of unopened since moving two years ago. Um, which is what you love to see. And I can't remember what I was looking for, but going through these boxes and I found a gift that somebody, apologies if you're listening to the show and I don't remember who it was, but I also have to tell people that the gift wasn't funny. Um, somebody Was it like several, Donald Trump toilet paper? Somebody several years ago bought me a roll of the Donald Trump toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> oh my mum bought me a thing of that. It's still somewhere in the house. There you go. That's oh a good It's a collector's item. He's oh, making a funny that. face on every every sheet. Oh, incredible. You know? so I took that out and I put it in the um, put it in the in the supply. Bless you. Who's coughing? Which one of you was coughing? Oh, I was coughing? muted, wasn't I? Oh, not for the start of that. You didn't get it in time. We got mm-hmm. the, the start of a cough that cut off very abruptly. Mm. Where did you uh, cough? We're talking elbow? <laughs> no, no, directly into my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Cupped to receive all of the moisture droplets. <laughs> well, what oh. I'll do is I'll actually carry them all to the toilet once we're done. <laughs> 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 Drop them um, directly in. Wipe them off your hands with your excess of toilet paper. Um, so we, we were down to about six rolls, family of four, um, along with some very small children who, who are not expert arse wipers. Mm-hmm. Kids definitely um, know the value of toilet paper. <laughs> that's true. You, you teach that's them, true. hey, there's not much of that air out. You know, um, uh, when you can't just get more of something, oh no, that comes later in life. <laughs> Kids understand that perfectly. Uh-huh. Um, they also... Get uh, they also have this wonderful skill to be like I've I'm done having forty attempts at wiping my ass and also there's still shit on my ass somehow. <laughs> They're so bad so anyway, at it. We we're down to that many rolls and um, uh, I went and like got some stuff from the building that I work in, um, and then I also stole a bunch of toilet rolls on the way out of the building. So nice. I, nice. But here's here's the catch: I didn't technically steal them from my work. I stole them from a mm. building that we share with other people. What's the quality oh, on it? Free. It uh, is free. Not great. That's societies. Okay, okay mm. but I got four rolls, so that's got me back up to ten, along with the Donald Trump roll. Nice. And we're looking good for a while. You're set you know? for a while. The uh, the Donald Trump roll I was given was comparatively small. It was not your standard size yeah, toilet it's roll. Smaller than a regular roll. Isn't it? Mm. We uh we just traded. A enormous tub of hummus that George made to a friend for about ten to twelve rolls of toilet paper. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool. Wow, in that trade <laughs> yeah. economy already. Yeah, so we're sitting. Oh, actually, sorry. She it was an enormous tub of hummus she made and some bubblegum she made. Uh, and now we're making yeah, hummus. Pretty. What an absolute hey. treat! Hey, but uh, would you, you like some you, um, some homemade grapefruit marmalade? Oh, absolutely. Grapefruit marmalade. Kind of thing that you're into? Yeah. Well, we've got um. 
So we've been getting, I think we might have mentioned on the show previously, but Food Connect, right? So they, it's local farmers, local produce that they deliver to your thing. Uh, and every week they were delivering us one grapefruit. Now, nobody has <laughs> ever eaten a grapefruit in the history true. of mankind. Yeah, No, that's, that's Ladies not Ladies on a diet in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in it's like movies where like eat. a dad says, where's my bacon and eggs? And it said... It's a grapefruit. His, his he had a stroke. Like, no, here you go. Here's your one half of a grapefruit. Grapefruits a taste like switch cartridges. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They taste like shit. Fuck grapefruits. <laughs> but grapefruit marmalade, delicious. Huh. Yeah, we'll bring some around. Hmm. That'd be a delight. Um, we're all going Stone Age style. Eleanor has been baking bread at home again, which is nice. I've been That's baking nice. so much bread. I love baking bread. Mm, love those it's bread dreams. Really living off the land. <laughs> living off my <laughs> 50 pound bag of flour. <laughs> oh, we're getting there. We, um, today I made myself a nice big uh, for breakfast. Um, after I was done not commuting to work, I uh, made a, a big uh, toasted sandwich or a Grilled cheese for you Americans out there. Mm. For Lucy, Fuck yep. Idiots. What does it even mean? Ridiculous. <laughs> big, uh, big, big toasted ham, cheese, and tomato sandwich. Bit of mustard, oh, a lot of cracked pepper. You know, mm. um, tomatoes from the garden, homemade bread. Mm. We're getting there. I just mm, got to kill a kill a pig, and we can do the ham part. Um, however, that works. You know. It's probably easy. What's it seems what's pretty the part that's it's a probably there. easy to grow a pig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining uh, passing out immediately and just cracking my head on a concrete curb. Just just wa- waving the blade near the pig yep. and immediately passing out. <laughs> Waking up to find that you inadvertently shaved a small patch of the pig before the pig ate your shoe while you were unconscious. <laughs> so, I feel like I've, I've maybe got the brief wrong here, right? Because we sort of... We talked about different ideas of what we could talk about on this episode. Um, mm-hmm. things, things. And this is the best do. time for us to figure out what the brief is. Yes. Yeah, no, it's good. Would yes. You? Let's knock these heads together here in Globalism HQ. Figure it out. Um, now, one of our primary interests here is to make sure that you are giving as much money as possible to streaming entertainment companies. Mm. So, in the interest of that, I went away and looked at all the things that I think are worth watching on popular streaming service Netflix. And that's certainly not what I've done. No. Um, you do things like read. And that's not me, man. It's just not <laughs> my jam. <laughs> um, not, not at the moment. Anyway, the, the reason that I was thinking this was because um, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's not particularly helpful, I think, to say like, hey, here's a movie that I saw that is really good if there is not any apparent way to get a hold of that movie. If it's like, uh, you would have to torrent this thing and not everybody can do that. Um, or if it's on one of the many, many streaming services that are constantly popping up. I'm not going to tell anybody to watch anything on fucking Disney+. Plus. I'm not getting Disney+. Plus. There's too I had things. it. You don't need it anymore. There's not enough things. You watch the things and then you're done with it. And then and they just like, want you to cool. watch The Mandalorian. And I'll just torrent yeah. it. Whereas uh, I feel like the, the thing that the streaming service that most Australians would have is either Netflix or Stan. You still got uh, Stan probably. out there? Stan still popping off? Still going. Yeah, we got Stan. Impressive. Don't really watch it, but uh, we got it. You know, watch it every nice. now and then. Every now and then I look at Stan and I'm like, oh yeah, they've got a whole bunch of movies that aren't on Netflix, like some good ones, you know? Hmm. Weirdly enough. 
Uh, so I figure it's not really worth me recommending, like, uh, weird cult movies that I have on on my own server and shit like that, if they are particularly hard to get a hold of. Well, I mean, you can just give out your Plex server address. Yeah, share your Plex with everyone. Yeah. In these trying times? Yeah, it's going to be It's probably hard to read it all out, so what we'll do is we'll read out your mobile number uh-huh. and people can get in touch. <laughs> they can just SMS you. Get in touch however they need to. Now, look, the number one movie that is available on Netflix that we could all be watching right now instead of recording this podcast, frankly, mm-hmm. is Mark Wahlberg's Shooter. You're absolutely right. That's <laughs> been on Netflix now continuously for, I think, about three years. Uh-huh. Uh, Starring up. Maybe No, well, longer. for a while there, for a while there, they only had the series and they didn't have the movie. The oh. movie dropped off and then it came back and I was like, phew. Even though I also have a, a, a good quality copy of it on my Plexo. Um, because it wasn't on Netflix, you know? They made me do a crime. They made me do it. Uh, great movie, though. Directed by Antoine Fuqua. Is it actually Trained. a great movie? Mm. Well, there are aspects <laughs> of it that are competent. Okay. Yes. Certainly. Yes, that's so generous, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> it's not <laughs> a badly made movie. It's just not a well-written or acted movie. Is that okay. fair? Mm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I guess, like, we we talk about Shooter a lot. Maybe too much. <laughs> Probably once every two <laughs> to three episodes. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think we, we said recently that we were going to attempt to describe what it is about Shooter that seems to massage some particular part of our brains, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think, like, it, it has the... It has the the very dumb action movie beats that I personally love. Uh, for example, um, anytime Mark Wahlberg's character Bob Lee Swagger oh. is on screen, Bob Lee Swagger, Bob Lee Swagger, Bob Lee Swagger. I can't believe that's actually his character name. It's a it is a long running series of books, I believe. Is that is that true? I've never looked into this. I, I didn't even know there was a book. Wait, am I am I getting this confused? No, no, you're ja- right. It's a, it's based on a book. Okay, because um, because Jack Reacher is also based on a big series of books. Yes. Um, but yeah, Bob Lee Swagger. So it means that he's also like trying to do a bit of a redneck thing, which is mm-hmm. good. Um, there's a whole part where he has like a, a bad wig and a very stuck on beard. Um, which is great, and he's just oh the fucking on... ponytail he has at the start of the movie is yep. all time. Oh, it's so good, so good, it's so good. But yeah, it has that classic action movie thing uh, that we all love, which is anytime that he's on the screen, he's showing you how fucking badass he is. Right? He's very badass. It's effortless. Everyone around him is like, oh, I wish I could fuck with that guy, but God, he's a badass. I and can't fuck with him. In... God damn it! And the people around him comment. On how they can't fuck with him either. They're always just saying that <laughs> how what he just did is extremely smart. Yep. Or in the in the case of um, where the bad guys are first encountering um, Bob Lee Swagger and one of them doesn't know about him and they're like, hey, buddy, uh, I'll mess you up. And another character immediately has to say, oh, this dude is super badass and he will fucking destroy you, um, which is great. Every character, whether or not, uh, Bob Lee Swagger is on screen is constantly talking about how <laughs> badass Bob Lee Swagger is. He doesn't <laughs> have to be there for so the conversation good. to be taking place. Um, it is just happening constantly throughout the movie, uh, whether he is there or not. And that's great. It's kind of like a reverse Bechdel test. 
um, where instead of uh, you know we're all familiar with the Bechdel test that a that a movie should have uh, more than one female character. Uh, at some point, two female characters should interact with each other. And thirdly, that they should interact about something that is not a male lead character. And that the, kind those of the characters should of be named as well. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Lady scientist, number two. Um, uh-huh. yeah. Hot broad, number three. They are both <laughs> talking about lipstick. Technically, not a bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is this is kind of the inverse of that, where every character at absolutely all times is just talking about the masculinity of the male lead, <laughs> and, it's, and it's great. Um, Jack Reacher is also very much like that, but there's just it's it's weird because there's like there's a lot of movies out there that are a very similar formula, but there is just something about this movie in particular that to me is like uh, just opening a nice pudding cup. You know, opening a yogo mm. and I just eating spoon after spoon of yogo and smiling serenely. For me, <laughs> so it kind of like, it's the best of both worlds in that it is so, uh, like, you know how everything in No Country for Old Men is essentially a shot of someone doing something extremely competently? Like, mm-hmm. often with no dialogue or whatever, so much of this movie is him just seeing a problem and immediately solving that problem through, like, arcane means. But at the same time, they're also trying to impress upon you that he's the world's most ultimate badass and extremely cool and likable. Like the shit with like how he feeds his dog out of his own mouth, like the treats every time he gives him one. He's also trained his dog to get him a beer from the fridge. And he lets his dog have a big drink of the beer first and then oh, he just drinks right. straight out of the beer. So badass, man. Yeah, and his dog's tongue is like all up in the mouth of the bottle as well. Like. I know, and then he's just like, yeah, it's mine too. Cool. Oh. You gotta love it. And he grows his own vegetables. That's cool. Got to respect um, that. I will also say that uh, I did I did rewatch No Country for Old Men recently for the first time in many years because uh, I was like, I wonder if this movie holds up. And by God, that movie oh, holds up. It sure it's does. So good. I only watched oh. it for the first time like a month ago, oh, and serious? it is really, really <laughs> very good. It's wow, it's a perfect so movie. Good. That's one oh, of my so favorite like uh, get home shit first put a movie on movies. Because you just like you watch the opening crawl of like Ed Tom doing his narration, and then you fall asleep, and it's perfect. Mm. Good old crazy Anton. So uh, that is a thing that is available on Netflix that you could watch if I mean, you have a subscription to Netflix. If you mm-hmm. don't, you can do the thing where you um, you know, where you uh, make a trial email address. Mm. You can do that multiple the, times. One, yeah, you can do it as many times as you like. Who's going to stop you? We should probably do a Netflix watch party thing for Shooter uh, in the the coming week. I think we're going to. Yeah, absolutely. God, I'm I'm excited just at the prospect of watching it again. And I did it like a week ago. <laughs> Sounds so good. Can't wait to see it. I can't wait for this to be something that is only like something that Andrew and I experience and not a single other living human being where they're just like, what the fuck was that? Just turned now, into you guys watching it once every week. Much like the worst idea of all time, except uh, every week you finish watching it and then you get into the studio and you can't help but just yell about how much you enjoyed the entire experience. Oh, fuck, we should do so a side good. series that is just you and I watching it once a week for a finite amount of time and then recording a little mini episode afterwards. Oh my God. Two oh. white guys talking about a film they like. 
Unheard of. <laughs> um, now, Lucy sounds skeptical about this movie that she hasn't seen, but we did do a little watch party thing very recently, and we watched the 1987 horror comedy Blood Diner. We did. I tell you, I very much enjoyed that. What and it's really film. good. It was very good. I would watch that again. It's Is very it better funny. than the Bye Bye Man? So much marginally. Better. Marginally. So much better than the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> I fucking hate the Bye Bye Man so much. I think I, I bye bye. slightly lost my mind while watching the Bye Bye Man. I've just seen so many oh. of that genre of horror that that one's like, it's really good. It's really up there. I love, people talk about watching shitty horror movies and they mean like Evil Dead style, like camp shitty. I love watching like where teens get murdered. That's like, the prime like mid, genre mid, of horror. You're talking like mid 2000s, yeah. like a, no- a knockoff of I Know What You Did Last Summer kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. I think that's the pinnacle of the horror genre for me personally. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's, well, you know, maybe it's one of those nostalgia things where it's, it, for you, it's capturing a particular mm. time in your life where you Perhaps. went to the movies. And maybe I stuff, just like know? to see teens be punished for their existence. That's true. Mm. Uh, for the crime of horniness. That's right. Mm. Uh, well, crime. now. It is Lucy's turn to say a thing that one may do during quarantine. Well, you've been saying about Netflix subscriptions. We've been like really lashing out. We've been like spending money on movies, you know, because we're stuck at home. Everything's closed here. We can't go to a bar or a restaurant. Everything's really locked down here. So we've been spending our money on paying for things on like Amazon Prime and the PlayStation Store. Um, We watched Knives Out, which was fantastic. We just watched that the other day for the first time. It is indeed fantastic. It is really um, great. I'm so glad Ryan Johnson went on after The Last Jedi and did (laughs) something (laughs) even better than The Rise of Skywalker. He made (laughs) an even better movie and I love it. It was so much fun. Uh, We also watched The Lighthouse. Have you guys seen The Lighthouse? It's so good. It was so good. Oh Oh, my goodness. It's um, Robert Pattinson. Hmm? Oh, sorry. You go on. Oh, it's uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. That's basically the whole movie, and it is just really outstanding. So, so we watched um, we watched uh, Knives Out the other mm. night. Elna absolutely loved it. I also loved it. Very good. Um, and because we, I made a, I made a list of movies right uh, for Elna and I to watch because obviously we're going to be having some some movie watching time. Uh, but also, she's not too big on the. Uh, the lots of gunfire and explosions type of movies uh, that I women put on. am I right? Women, she's like, hey, there is not a single woman speaking in this movie, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come you're on, you're like, shut up, you damn broad. I'm like, your standards are so high, <laughs> <laughs> and and anyway, but which which is you know not absolutely not because I I have like. Uh, any aversion to it or anything it is purely a matter of if my brain is on autopilot that is the kind of thing i'll put on um which she's not interested in so i deliberately made a big list of movies um for the two of us to watch that both of us will be interested in oh that's and nice we, w- we watched knives out which we both enjoyed very much um we watched hustlers which people fucking banged on about how good it was and it sucked shit yeah i saw a trailer it looked like shit People like, okay, because um, I'm going to a particular place for this. You know how over the last sort of 12 months, there's been a lot of like, ooh, um, class politics in movies. Mm-hmm. Joker. Um, fucking. Parasite. Parasite. <laughs> Parasite, Hustlers, and so on and so forth. Um, Hustlers was like 
the dumbest, most fucking basic bitch version of this shit you can possibly imagine. Apart from the fact that they're making a movie out of a thing that eventually, like, basically already had a movie made out of it. Which was like that... Remember that Bling Ring movie? That was a, mm. a true story thing and that was like robbing fucking other rich people or whatever. Um, but this this thing was honest to God, just like, they go, oh, there has been a recession we are all losing our stripping jobs. What if we just drugged these people and got got their money out with their credit cards? And then at some point, J-Lo's like, it's like we are Robin Hood. And that's about the depth <laughs> of that. Okay. It just fucking sucked. Everybody in it was a cardboard cutout of a character. So uh, Andrew stuff. hates female-led movies. It's fine. <sighs> I don't. It's, it's just that was a bad one. It Love bad Shooter one. hated Hustlers. It's just, um, just interesting. And then we, and then we watched... Uh, we did watch Parasite, and we were both like, it was good. Mm, that's right. End of sentence. Yep. <laughs> I haven't no seen it. To on keep talking. Forever. So. Do we right. not love... I haven't seen it yet. That's my next... Oh, that's it's my so tomorrow good. night it's movie. Great. Don't listen to Andrew. He's okay. No, no, I'm not, clearly I'm not, I'm not saying it's not good mm. at all. Um, yep. Well, I... I, I love I love good Korean movies. They they produce an absolute okay. load. Yeah, of we them. get it. Yeah. You're not racist. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Go on. Yep. And here's one. I have many Korean friends. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just um, I'm I I think we may have been suffering from uh, the burden of extremely high expectations because of how long everybody has fucking banged on right. about. Mm. Um, yeah, I went I, in with those same expectations and then walked out going, "Fuck me, that was really good." They, they were all well, right. Fantastic. Okay. Correct. Yep. Tick, all right, tick, tick, all, right. all the way down. All right. So, so uh, I'm absolutely agreeing. Great movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. W- wonderfully made <laughs> and shot and acted and everything. Uh-huh. Maybe the part that I'm missing. Maybe I'm really dumb. I don't know. A lot of people were talking about it as like incredibly deep, like class analysis stuff, and an incredibly deep like examination of capitalism. And I was like. Yeah, are we all just not used to like metaphors in movies? Was maybe I mean I think I think the thing that that um, surprised me was was how woven into the fabric of the movie that was instead of it being like um, Snowpiercer where they're literally moving through train cars representing class, right? Like I think because they were kind of portrayed as being real people uh, and having. Um, you know, even the the rich people have these you know positive aspects and that sort of thing, and the and the poor people in the in the beginning were made out to be you know rogues and all that sort of thing. That that it sort of um, made the the themes of class more subtle and, but I don't think like you were saying it's not a, it's not a super deep thing, but it's not trying to be either. It's not trying to like no. blow your mind with the way that it's structured. This to to be like a, an ornate cube puzzle that you kind of take apart and it goes surprise. It was about class. Um, I think it was more about the the way in which people um, you know uh, interact between um, in a society where this sort of structure exists, and that um, you know I think by the end of it, they the the um, poor family were the ones wearing all of the damage and performing, you know, all of the bad stuff. Spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen Parasite, but go and see it anyway. Um, uh, like, abs- absolutely. And, and like, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that the, the messages were fairly clear when they were happening. 
which was like you're saying for like like the line that stood out to me the most was um was the scene where the the mother of the family in the middle not even right down the very bottom um the family in the middle who who says like money is like an iron you know it wrinkles out oh sorry it irons out all the all the issues it yeah. irons out all the wrinkles and there's there's moments in the movies where things have happened that are like catastrophic to the poorer people and they don't even register yes um for the rich people all that sort of stuff um yeah i guess i guess i sort of i i wonder if partly my expectations were set around the the things i had seen people saying on it, about it on social media in terms of like oh, the the level of sort of the the depth of class analysis and that sort of stuff and i was like yeah i feel like if you watch if you watch a lot of movies if you watch anything even remotely like art house or anything there's none none of it was like i don't know none of it was um anything that i came away from going i don't know what any of that movie was supposed to mean <laughs> like or anything like that i don't know uh, i mm. i guess I guess maybe it was that level of reaction that people had had that I sort of... I came away from it almost going, am I missing something? Not in terms of the quality of the film, but in terms of the the messages I'm meant to be taking away from it. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. And anyway, that's been Lucy's turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucy liked Knives Out too. I did. Can we talk about The Lighthouse though? Yes, yeah. we can. It's God, so fucking perfect. I haven't seen it yet, um, and I know Me probably also. a whole bunch of people that haven't seen Parasite, and they've just been spoiled for it. But uh, I'm on the podcast, so don't spoil it for me directly. <laughs> it's good. I went into it completely blind, so I'm going to let you go into it completely blind. But uh, it is perfect. It it is a perfect movie, even though it's all in black and white, which sounds so hack, but it's so good. It's like kind of, it's sort of four by three-ish as well, isn't it? It is, yes. Mm, there's yeah. a different aspect ratio or whatever it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. So, yeah, he wanted to, to make it look in the same style of like expressionist movies from like the 30s and 40s. And it's just, it's gorgeous. Which sounds so stupid. If someone brought that idea to me, I would be like, it sounds like shit. <laughs> it sounds so dumb. <laughs> but it's it's perfect. Well, I think all of the best movies are like that because... The majority of movies that get made are the ones where somebody goes, uh, G.I. Joe was an action figure that was popular in the 1980s, which means mm. that of the demographic we are targeting, this number of people will know what it is. You know what? Um, people love emojis. Let's make the emoji movie. Has anybody here seen the emoji movie? No, we almost watched it last have. night. And then I realized I wasn't high. And then it I sounded sure like a terrible have. idea. I sure have been... If if you want to uh, come away with more unintentional messages about capitalism, please watch the Emoji Movie. All right, I'm going to do it when it's, I've got like a night at home by myself. I'm going to eat like uh, four brownies, forget my own name, and then watch the Emoji Movie. It's so fucking bleak, dude. T.J. Miller is the main character. Oh, fucking... Famous sex pest T.J. Miller. Yeah, yeah. Like every now and then, my kids are like, "Oh, the Emoji Movie." <laughs> <laughs> um. But the other, the other fairly recent movie that we just watched was um, Upgrade. I don't know if anybody. I love seen Upgrade. Oh, I need to watch Upgrade that. Upgrade was a I fucking bang. I love Logan Marshall Green so much. 
The, the actor? actor? The fuck is mm-hmm. Logan Marshall Green? Yes. I did not he recognize him. He was in an episode like of The Hardy. O.C. He's in a movie called The Invitation. <laughs> he looks like alternate universe Tom Hardy. He it's in a movie called does. The Invitation, which is also amazing. Oh, but Upgrade is something I watched like in a plane because it sounded stupid. But it's really good. and it's Even though it's an Australian film production. Shockingly enough. Oh, he was in um, Prometheus? Oh, he was the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Yeah, he was um, the Tom Hardy in Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was uh, it was very good. It's directed by um, Lee Wannell, the Australian guy who was the co-creator of Saw. Mm, he's doing some um, good stuff. Yeah, yeah he was also Invisible Man. Yeah, that's well, that's getting really good, really good write-ups. Mm. Uh, Theo, hey, hit us, please. All right, um, I've been, we've been watching a lot of Better Call Saul. Mm. Huh. I never Avoided got around f- to that. Avoided it for a very long time because I was warned that it's slow. Uh, and that it's nothing like Breaking Bad. But, you know, I think enough time has passed that we shouldn't want something that's like Breaking Bad anymore. Um, I think it was what it was, and they were very wise to not make it anything like Breaking Bad, and it's not. Um, It's one of the most unshowy shows I've ever seen. There's very little artifice to it. Um, It is incredibly patient, and just all about... The the characters and um, the kind of, uh, you know, the, the plot. That's like, I mean, it's, it sounds stupid, but that's what it is. There's no, they're not trying to impress you. They're not trying to say, oh, this is cool. In fact, they, a lot of places where shows would have dialogue, they will just show someone's expression instead um, and briefly. And it's up to you to determine what's sort of, you know, going on behind people's sort of, Faces and that sort of thing. Uh, it's just a really well-written, well-acted show. Bob Odenkirk. Mm. I'm so glad that we live in the halcyon days of Bob Odenkirk um, because uh, he fucking knocks it out of the park. Have you guys seen the movie, the the show Better Call Saul? Have not seen it. I thought no. I would not like it, but now I'll give it a go. Ben, a uh, friend of the show, Ben Jungles. Uh, it's. I would say once a week tells me to watch Better Call Saul, and every time I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, 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 I'll get around to it. Uh, yeah. But it's, maybe this is finally the time that I do. It's the time. Yeah, and make sure you tell him. Uh, I'm only watching this because Theo said it. it <laughs> <good>. <laughs> he is a better friend to me, and I've decided to follow his advice, even though it's the same advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it it's, is different it's, in its own way. It's great. And look, if we, if you find yourself with a lot of time to kill, um, it's five seasons in now. Um, every episode is is wonderful. Um, the supporting actress, um, whose name I forget, um, oh, is, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, is the like beating heart of the show. She's so good. Um, and I don't really know how to explain how or why. Okay. Um, there you go. Okay. Check out Better Call Saul for reasons that escape me. Uh, and that is all available on the Australian streaming platform Stan, I believe. Stan. Oh. Yep. Now, you may think we're taking the piss. No, the scream- streaming platform is Stan. And I do believe it is named after the slang term, which in turn comes from the Eminem song. Huh. Huh. Pretty you guys cool. guys getting those plovers? I'm hearing those plovers. I'm hearing them. Yeah. Are those your oh, plovers? Fuck. Well, I wouldn't say I own them. <laughs> you can't, like, own a plover, You man. can't own a plover. You fear <laughs> them. Uh, um, <laughs> when I was in high school, I saw a guy, a uh, kid, hit one with a cricket bat, and I thought, oh, he owned that plover. 
<laughs> is that a real story? It's a real story. It was horrible. Oh, Mackay is a bad place. Just to be clear, plovers deserve that treatment. Oh, horrible. Yeah, so at the beasts. time, they were aggressively swooping this kid. Hideous beast. Oh, good Lord. They've got, yeah, they've got, they've got little... Sorry, uh, this is now the plover hour. Um, <laughs> the Nature Corner uh, theme. They've got little little spines under their wings. They're not venomous, but they are poisonous because they just live in their own filth. All they well, do is the, sit in a hole and they and scream. Nobody knows that. Well, uh, venom poison is, is a, ingested, venom is injected. Mm, nobody mm. knows that. That doesn't sound right. Theo just said that it's not venomous, but it is poisonous. So, mm. And the bird would be injecting it into you. He's just scratching you your ingested? head. With Welcome to Science Corner. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, the thing, distinction I was going to make is I don't think it actually has any, like, venom sacs or anything like that. I think they're just filthy because they're disgusting birds. Uh, they belong in the trash. Mm. I huh. agree. Uh, ben, hit us with something, please. You cancelled, plovers. You cancelled, We sis. got him. We're putting you on notice. Um, I'm going to make a recommendation that is not a... Oh, no, actually, it is a TV series, so I was immediately wrong in saying <laughs> this. But this is not something you're going to find on a streaming platform. Uh, I'm Ooh. going to give you a lot of recommendations from the website uh, YouTube. No, it's like a sort of free, free Never video heard platform. of it. I love YouTube. You have YouTube. to watch a shitload of KFC ads, though, uh, unless you've got ad blocker on. U-T-U-B-E. Uh, the first time I ever used YouTube, I distinctly remember, was the year 2006. I was in year 11. Someone told me to look up a Power Man 5000 video on YouTube, and I oh, asked yeah. him, how do you spell YouTube? And I started typing it in with a U. That's uh, 100% real. Okay, uh, now there, you're telling me this is a Power Man... 3,000 song. Did you say 3,000? No. I don't know. <laughs> the the downgraded version of the Power early Man model Power Man 5,000. Power Man 5,000. Power Man, Power Man 5, 000 Power song. There's not the one on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 It was not soundtrack? Worlds Collide, no. Worlds Collide, um, yeah. which has the most shockingly late 90s, early 1000s video clip possibly in existence. Yeah, if you combine rave culture with uh, steampunk goggles and uh, cybergoth <laughs> flair... Uh, and they will check out Power Man Five Thousand. Power Man Five Thousand actually meant to tour in Australia later this year, and Ben and I were going to go. But uh, coronavirus. Don't know if you guys have heard about this. Devastating. Uh, my recommendation is for a an American panel game show called Match Game uh, that I believe started in 1962 and maybe is still going. I'm not sure, but. Uh, very specifically, you want to watch Match Game 73. This is the season of that TV show from the year 1973. Uh, so this show is like, uh, it's the same format as Family Feud and stuff, you know, where people are asked questions to like fill in a blank or whatever, and then they're matched against the audience. You know, like mm-hmm. how many people in the audience said this, if you get whatever, 70 matches or whatever. But this was a random ordinary person guest filling in a blank and comparing it to like six or seven celebrity panelists and all of them were like comedians or whatever Uh, and the first year of the show which is 1962 everything was like very dry like it was just like Johnny likes apples because they are blank and everyone would be like delicious and then they would win and then in 1963... But in 1962, that was the funniest thing you could imagine. That was literally the only kind of entertainment they had. They had nothing else. They had balls and sticks and that. 
1963, they were fancy, facing cancellation, and they were like, well, fuck it, we're going to be cancelled anyway. And so everything became like a very, very obvious setup for someone to say something filthy. Yes. Uh, so all of it was like, Johnny surprised his wife by doing blag or whatever. And it was always just like seven drunk oh. 60s celebrities just being like, fuck it. It's exactly uh, what Family Feud is like here. You know how Australian Family Feud is like, what's something you would eat for breakfast? <laughs> Over here, it's like, where is somewhere you would put your penis? <laughs> <laughs> and then they say it, and Steve Harvey's like, "Oh, fuck. yeah!" His mouth just hangs oh, so this, open. So this is where all where all the gifts come from of Steve yeah, Harvey exactly. telling to look at the camera. Oh, it's yeah. a, a side recommendation from this. Actually, all of the uh, Vic Berger remixes of Steve Harvey video clips. Uh, Steve Harvey doesn't want to host Family Feud anymore. Is one of them, but it's just him <laughs> recutting them and putting like weird, sad music over Steve Harvey losing his mind oh, at people's answers and stuff. Sounds great. It's definitely does, worth does checking Vic out. Does Vic Berger follow you? Uh, I don't believe he does. No. Why? Are you about to brag that he follows you? No, no, no. I was wondering whether. He, uh, excuse me, Ben. This fucking twenty twenty. We don't. We don't brag about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was wondering if you could um, if you could just shoot him a quick tweet and ask him to uh, unblock me because he blocked me for <laughs> no, some reason like five years ago. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Vic Berger rules. Uh, look, I'll, I'll enjoy um, his content. I'll talk to my people. I'll get the hashtag. Yeah. Please, we'll touch unblock. base after this. We'll circle. We'll around. circle back. Yeah. Action item. Uh-huh. Ben. Hashtag yep. unblock Theo. If you can. Uh, anyway, in conclusion, uh, watch every episode of Match Game Seventy Three, especially the ones that have quote uh, have banned in parentheses after the episode number, because they were the ones taken out of circulation for either production issues or because they were slightly too rude. Uh, but yeah, it's amazing. They have like uh, those are all the ones where someone said, uh, "What is something you would eat for breakfast?" And they all went, "Pussy." <laughs> yeah, basically. And they went, "Ah, oh, cut it, cut it." Uh, also, they my favorite thing in the world about uh, Match Game is Charles Nelson Riley, who's a celebrity who was uh, on. I think he's been on more episodes than anyone else, but for like the ten to twenty years that he was on that show. He was an ex- well, like as in real life, he was an extremely campy gay man who never publicly said that he was gay until like thirty years later. And every single joke was like some weird gay double entendre. It's so perfect. It's just like such a, a weird facet of the time to have a guy uh, super camp has a cravat and like a cigarette in one of those cigarette holders. It's <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's delightful. Uh, Check it out. Match game two three. Speaking of weird, uh, Weird Al Yankovic did a mm. song about Charles Nelson Riley called CNR from the album Alpocalypse. I did not know that. Yeah. Whole album about uh, a whole song in the style of the White Stripes. <laughs> wow. Uh, about how badass Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> oh, that rules. Yeah. Um, hey, mm. you know this Netflix thing that you probably have and you can Heard watch that one? Who likes a bit of Who likes a bit of horror movie? I do. Oh, oh I do. You I love do. The, I feel back. safe. <laughs> uh, Lucy, have you seen In the Tall Grass? That sounds familiar. Which one's that? It is the adaptation of a Stephen King slash Joe King uh, story. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember. Where some people get called into the tall grass. They sure do. That was actually quite good. I enjoyed that That's one. That's what I thought. Pretty good. Yeah. 
Uh, has that dude, uh, what's his fucking name, played the played the owl Patrick guy Wilson. and the watchman? Patrick Wilson. Yeah, Patrick Wilson. There you go. I love Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson is daddy. One time I did a tweet about not knowing his name and never wanting to find out and then had like 50 people reply (laughs) saying, it's Patrick Wilson. It's Patrick Wilson. And now I will never forget. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't even want to know. Yeah, In the the Tall Grass was like a a nice little unexpected... 37% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Oh, that's not fair. 5.4 on IMDb. Who are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? Yeah, who uh, are you going to believe? These fucking Rotten Tomatoes idiots. Now, what you got to do, right, is um, you don't do the Rotten Tomatoes thing. You just Google it, and then you look at what the audience rating was. That's, ju- that's just regular chumps like you and me. That's uh, right. And that was 59%, like this movie. I liked it's it. Still not I had a good time. Uh, good and Spooky had a nice, nice, bit of, nice bit of a cult kind of flavor going on. A uh, bit of bit of weird stuff, a bit of kind of, bit of kind of creepy old ones kind of mythology in it for oh, you yeah. there, Ben. Mm. Um, and also, if you like that kind of thing, I also recommend the. I think it's a. I think it's a Netflix horror movie, like as in made by Netflix. Um, the Ritual. Oh, mm. The Ritual was so fucking good. Good movie. That was a fucking great goddamn horror movie. Yeah, just a nice, um, a nice sort of. Uh, I don't know, a bit of bit of that kind of Blair Witchy sort of vibe of, of weird weird culty stuff happening. Also gave me tones of um, uh, an American Werewolf in London oh, when yeah. they're sort of tramping around on the moors and getting lost at the start and stuff. You know, love mm. a good moor. Bit of bit of that kind of thing. Uh, so I do recommend the Ritual. Nice um, nice sort of weird uh, Euro culty sort of stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those nice it's one of those nice kind of slow burn ones that that just very gradually ramps up into like going quite insane at the end. That's what I love, like almost a thriller but the horror movie, you know, it's like you just feel a little uncomfortable for like an hour and a half. Yeah. That's and what it you just want. It kind of takes over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever seen Joshua? It's no. Joshua. Uh that is an older older movie. Um when is, when is that movie from? Uh, uh, Vera Farmiga. Oh, she's great. Um, but uh, yeah, that was um, no, that's the wrong movie. Two two thousand and seven. Sam Rockwell, Vera Farmiga, uh, as like two two parents um, who have a new baby, and then their psycho nine year old is like, "Hey, maybe I'm the Antichrist." Love a crazy kid. Yeah, Great no, that is a, that point. is a top tier 2007 <laughs> movie, Joshua. Um, I recommend that movie if you like that sort of uh, Rosemary's Baby style, mm. slow burn, uncomfortable horror type of thing. Uh, on that, uh, uh, that same kick, just good crazy kid movies. Uh, just watched The Visitor properly for the first time mm. from 1979. Mm. Uh, just fucking amazing. Bunch of weird, bald aliens and fucking John Houston and a creepy Antichrist child. It's a good time. Nice. I thought you were going to say The the Visit for a second there. Oh, I never got to see that. That, uh, I will rate that movie. Um, found footage horror movie by M. Night Shyamalan. Ah, um, Jesse keeps telling me to watch this. Yeah, Haven't seen no, it. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. I, I feel like... 
old M Night came back with some some good flicks after some time in the wilderness after his Lady in the Water and um, what's the what was the other one? Not the happening. Everybody, I know everybody shouted. Wait, the elevator <laughs> one. The no, one that was, he, he didn't make that movie. That oh, was he just like produced it, right? Uh, it was one of those like, um, you know how you know how Luc Besson has just like a fucking factory of of Eurocorp movies where it's like, I thought of an idea and I wrote it on a napkin while I was drunk, but I don't want to make it. Um, so I'm going to get this this <laughs> Turkish guy or this Polish director or whatever to do a movie like all of the Taken movies and shit like that. Um, that's that's basically what the M Night Shyamalan thing. It's like M Night Shyamalan had an idea and now someone else is making the movie. Um, but yeah, like uh, the visit was was really good because I'm I am a big time fan of found footage horror movies, and I thought that one was very interesting because if you watch like M Night Shyamalan's original run of movies. It's very clear that he's kind of a very formally trained filmmaker, you know? Hmm. Um, so it's very interesting to see what somebody with that kind of, that kind of, uh, you know, being, being that well versed in cinematic language, to see somebody then making a found f- footage horror movie is really interesting. Because um, he had some quite interesting little devices in there and stuff. Uh, but it's also very, very well paced in terms of like gradually turning the creepiness up and all that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, I do recommend that one. Nice. But as far as as far as other good horror movies that are on um, the old Netflix, Event Horizon, absolute sci-fi horror classic. You gotta love it. You gotta throw it on every it's now and then. Pretty good. The Bye Bye Man. I hear is what people are talking about. Hearing a lot of bye bye. buzz about a lot of buzz it. around Bye Bye Man. <laughs> Um, the uh, the whole Purge series is on there. Although whether or not you want to watch uh, a whole mm. series of movies about society collapsing at the moment and everybody murdering yeah, each other, yeah, it's is, probably not ideal. Is up to you. Um, I cannot just... bring myself, uh, mm-hmm. despite it trending very highly, I cannot bring myself to rewatch the Steven Soderbergh movie Contagion. No, well, not yeah, that's not that. what I, I want to watch right now. Andromeda Strain, that's off the list. Contagion is so good though. What's it called? Say it again. To say that. How many, how many syllables in that time? word? No, I, I think we're just going to move on. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, but, but do watch Pontypool. Oh, I still oh, haven't Pontypool. seen Pontypool. Fuck. Pontypool. Oh, serious, rules. Ben. Ben, if there was a movie made for you, Pontypool, my boy. All right. Absolutely. I might even watch it tonight. Hell, who knows? All bets are off. Mm. It's <laughs> the age of the plague. There's an infectious disease movie that we can all enjoy. Yeah. Um, but no, my, one of my other all-time favourite sci-fi movies is on the Australian Netflix, which is the um, War of the Worlds remake with Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg. Mm. Mm, okay. I, will, mm. I will go to the mat okay. for that movie. I love it big time. If you have uh, not great memories of it, go and watch it again with the sound turned way up. Mm. Uh, I just could just stuff. watch uh, fucking Edge of Tomorrow again instead. Well, that's also a great movie because I will make the argument that late career um, Tom Cruise sci-fi is all fantastic. Yep. That including Oblivion? Tom Cruise, I don't know. Yeah, I like Oblivion. Yeah, it was all right. It's good. Was he an elf in that? Good soundtrack. Uh, M84 soundtrack. Just want to... Sorry. I heard you, Theo. Shut the fuck (laughs) up. (laughs) Uh, it is important to now, tell Theo well, to I shut the fuck M84 up. Will I get M84 if I haven't listened to M83? 
Moving on. Uh, <laughs> we might have Lucy, to move to tell us another thing. We might have to do oh. this as a speed round of all the stuff we've got left just because oh, we yeah. devoted 45 minutes to Shooter. Um, I have one thing, though. Have any okay. of you watched Alex Garland's new show, Devs? No. No. no I don't know if you can get this in Australia yet. Maybe on, like, It's YouTube? Amazon Prime, I think, right? It is oh. Amazon. I think it's, it's on Hulu here, so I don't know if there's a way to pay for it or torrent it, but it is very, very good. And Alex Garland is probably one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah. Did he? You know, he did Annihilation. Annihilation. He did 28 Days Later. I don't know if he... I think he's maybe the... Like the script writer, I could be wrong about this. But he's yeah, definitely right. so, a yeah, big no, part wrote, of it. And ex machina, yeah. So he wrote like basically all of Danny Boyle's movies. Sunshine, oh. which is one of my favorite films of yeah. all time. Yeah, so good. good. Treat yourself uh, has, and watch Sunshine and Event Horizon as a little yes, double feature. Definitely watch Sunshine. It makes you feel very. It's a lot of existential dread. It's going to make you feel really good. <laughs> yeah, um, Devs. Devs is on Foxtel, so don't watch it. Oh damn! Well, uh, torrent it if you can. Mm, it's very, very money. good. Stars Nick Offerman. I don't know what it's about yet. There's like three episodes in. I don't know what's happening, but I like it. I like it very much. I feel like you would all enjoy it very much. Hell, I'll watch it. Good. If you can get it for free. Go on. Cool. Now, guys, there's never been a better time to read Infinite Jest. <laughs> I almost bought it at Avid Reader the other day. I almost did what it. What is it? What What's it about? Do we know? Oh. You, Jeez, you have a copy a in your house. I've seen it. <laughs> I do not. I no, I, Theo I've, has a copy read, in his house. Oh, Theo, does Theo actually have a copy? Uh, yes. <laughs> he does. It's in his yeah. gaming room. Yeah. It's really thick, it's right? It's on the it's bottom like a, shelf it's a large towards book. the left if you're looking towards the door, I think, if I remember correctly. Right, does uh, it look red? Uh, does it look, you know, rough? Fuck, you are, you are so close. It's on the top shelf towards the left. Fuck, God damn it. Is it dog-eared? It's, it's sitting on top of two Jonathan Franzen books. You got some real... <laughs> it is a journey looking at your book collection uh, in your house. It's uh, all over the place. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, I'm not making any value judgments. I'm sure those Harvard Lampoon Lord of the Rings parody books are very, very good. <laughs> not mine. Board okay. of the Rings, I believe. Did you also not have mine. the snot? Right. This is a shared bookshelf. Uh-huh. Oh, so now you're just going to throw your wife under the bus. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Wow. I didn't say who, who's it was. Could be. <laughs> no. Infinite Jess is definitely not hers. I know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, a uh, lot of lot of stand up on Netflix. I very much enjoy the Tom Segura special, mostly stories. Uh, both of the Anthony Jeselnik specials, especially the one where oh, he's got a, the goodness. one where he's got a beard. Oh. Yeah, they're not good. I hate Anthony <laughs> Jeselnik so <laughs> much. No. It's Go not on. for me. I don't no, like stand up so much. Oh, well, I love stand up. I like I four stand up people mm-hmm. and no one else, and that's yeah. it. That's mm-hmm. not true, but yeah. Uh, uh, John Mulaney. We can all watch, agree on John Mulaney. Can't watch we? season good, three right? of Stuart Lee's Comedy Vehicle yes. again for the 19th time. Oh, God. Watch Comedy uh, Vehicle is so oh, good. It's so, it's so good. Fuck, I wish there was more on Netflix. Why, watch, why is there just season three? It's baffling. Watch Adam Sandler's 100% Fresh, in oh, which Adam have, Sandler goes out and does a good. bunch of adorable stand-up comedy. It's very nice. It's pleasant. I hear this is nice. You should watch some uh, Louis C.K. You got your Aziz Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so much out there Dave Chappelle <laughs> yeah. oh. Jerry Seinfeld 
No, no. Uh, here's a list of games you can beat in about four hours. Oh, uh, I like the, this. The 90s uh, adventure game Loom. Get it on the like FM Towns or the Amiga version. Play it through Scum VM. Don't get the CD version. It's missing a bunch of content. Uh, the PS3 slash PS4 game Journey is spectacular. Oh, I never um, did that. I would recommend every single person in the world to play Journey at least once. Is Journey uh, free? A, I don't know. It could be on... It could be the PlayStation Network special thing. Oh, it might have been one of those PS Plus things. Yeah, at some point. PS Plus thing. Um, but it should be cheap by now. And they're good folk that made Journey. Um, so give them your money if you've, if you've got money to give. Um, there's a little indie game uh, called A Short Hike, um, which is fairly cheap, I think. And it's just about, like, walking around a mountain and, like, climbing it and chatting to people and finding stuff on the beach and stuff. It's a very... Um, Sounds it's a, nice. It's a warm hug of a game. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And um, Obra Din is fucking great as well. Uh, and it's probably about four hours long. Wonderful little, wonderful little brain puzzle. Uh, me and Lucy will be over here playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> I play Overwatch and Call of Duty, and that's all. And if you're a yep. listener and you would like to play those games with me, the 9-11 Truth are on PlayStation Network. <laughs> Go ahead. It's true. It's not a joke. Yep. Her avatar is a, is a horny little fox or something. Oh, my really. goodness. It's Coco Bandicoot, and she's what the very fuck horny. Coco Who Bandicoot? the fuck is Coco it's Bandicoot? Crash Bandicoot's really hot sister. Okay. <laughs> God, and we wonder where all the kids today got all their incest <laughs> fantasies from. Honestly, oh, I can't believe into I furries didn't know that. Uh, this uh, is a I recommendation that. Oh, I'm sorry, you go. I was just going to say I I got the new Call of Duty a little while ago and I'm very much enjoying it. And like Lucy, that is the one game that I play. I have a whole bunch of games. Don't play any of them. I play. You need to branch out. Pick the one thing right. that you like and be really good at it. Be yeah, very average at it. Be good at it. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm pleased enough with myself that I am a fucking 37 year old man and I can be the the top of multiplayer games mm. on Call of Duty. Mm. That's you it. Should. I don't want any story. I'm, you know? I'm very happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't play the story mode. I'm not doing that shit. If I wanted I a story, I'd watch a film. You know. Yeah, that's right. I'd watch a movie. I don't want so much story that I'm willing to watch a prestige TV show, but I'd watch a movie. Me either. I'll think about it. I'll think about watching The Sopranos one day. Um, I've, I've, been, I've uh, probably seen one and a half episodes of Breaking Bad, and that was enough. <laughs> I'm like, has he broken bad yet or what? Come on. <laughs> I think he breaks bad more or less in the first few episodes, actually. Yeah. Oh, no, then they, they then really what's all the, the rest of it about? You know, oh, I hate to be this un- guy, but it gets so much better after like episode three. Don't want to know about it. <laughs> Won't be watching it. Uh, Shan't be to, doing that. Thanks, to Andrew. <laughs> I've discovered that there is an extraordinary wealth of bowling tournament videos starting from the fifties up until now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that watching like the nineteen sixty eight local bowling competition from Fucktown, Indiana. Uh, on mute while listening to literally anything is the best fun you can have. It's so soothing. It, isn't it? is the most peaceful, relaxing fucking shit in the world. Uh, my strong recommendation would be just literally type in uh, bowling tournament 1971, put on the album Mr. Mellow uh, by fucking Washed Out, and just enjoy a really good, relaxing 45 minutes. It'll change your life. Sounds nice. Sounds That's very a great nice. time. You know what I listened to for the very first time the other day? 
um, the album Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Hmm. It's a good one. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, favorites good. on it. But, but I could not um, stop laughing at all of the se- all of the scenes from Walk Hard where he's in his Brian Wilson phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time there was like, um, you know, a sound effect of pouring something or like a bell ringing or whatever, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Watch, yeah. watch, Walk Hard, a way better yeah. movie than Step Brothers. <laughs> Walk Hard. Sorry to pit things against each other, but Walk Hard has kind of like lived in the shadow of Step Brothers, and it's so good. The fucking so like f- just all of the drug scenes are so goddamn perfect. Every the amount of, of sinks that he destroys, <laughs> <laughs> the number of blankets he needs, um, <laughs> increasing level of male nudity throughout the film. Yeah, remember, remember that whole patch of time in like whatever it was, the mid to late two thousands. Uh, was it really that long ago when it was all just Adam McKay movies where they were like, all right, we're going to shoot one line of story and then we just want you to, to improv for like 40 minutes. And yeah, it's we'll, good. We'll cut five minutes worth of jokes out of it. Um, and then the rinse and repeat for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Teledagon Nights is great. I would go into bat for Teledagon Nights any time of day. Yeah. I just um, it's it's I back up there. Look, okay, it was all fun and games at the time, but I think if there was one thing that showed us that like it very much just seems to happen in a condensed window of time where like Adam McKay and uh, Judd Apatow were doing that particular thing, um, the thing that showed us how finite a limited time that was working in was Anchorman Two. Oh yeah, mm. Oof. Zoolander Two as well. Mm. Zoolander Two not as bad. Because yeah, Anchorman it, 2 was be, definitely worse. Well, un, unlike Anchorman 2, Zoolander was like Zoolander. It was a movie with a story. Mm. Uh, they went, here's a plot and some stuff. Um, whereas the other movie, like Anchorman 2 was the same as all the other movies from that era where they said, here's the absolute barest bones of a plot and every scene is just these guys improving jokes. Um, which ironically I found to be like the worst kind of thing for um at a certain point the worst sort of thing for getting really high and watching you know um you know how like really camp stuff is fun when you're high because mm. you're like hey look at all these people fucking up making a movie or mm-hmm. <laughs> or these people trying hard to do a thing but everything's kind of wrong or whatever it might be whereas uh with that like you watch those movies and you're like you're not even trying to make a movie so everybody just kind of fucking around and then you stitch together a movie out of it. And you all got paid a lot of money for it. Give me your money instead of seeing Imagine. You know who does rule, though, is Dark Adam McKay, Jody Hill. Everything huh. that Jody Hill does rules. Um, Observe and Report might be one of the most slept-on movies in the history of movies. I watched that, that Googling who this when is. it came out as like a teen and I cannot really remember anything about it. It's so good. Um, and uh, all of the Observe and Report stuff. So go and check out the entire oeuvre of Jody Hill. Well, yeah. I was going to say, um, I will I will give Adam McKay some, some credit, though, because he kind of moved away from that style of filmmaking somewhat into, like, he, he just became super focused on, like, how fucked up capitalism is. Because uh, he made the other guys, which still had obviously a bunch of Will Ferrell doing improv type shit, 
but was completely about like uh, Wall Street and rigged pension funds and stuff like that. And then made um, The Big Short and then, what was that fucking Dick Cheney movie? No, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Christian Bale be Dick Cheney. (laughs) 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 But at least least he sort of went, yeah, I think the structure of that is kind of done. Outside of making Anchorman 2, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Please don't do that. Don't do it to yourself. No more Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. I remember putting that on and being like, holy fuck, you're all so old. Mm. (laughs) You're all so old. Because when did the first Anchorman come out? Very long ago. I feel like I was quite young. I don't think it's positive to think about it. No. It's too long ago. Let's not mull over it. The first Anchorman came out in 2004. The second one came out in 2013. You absolutely left that way too long. Just let it go. Let it go, everybody. Mm. So much content. That's that's a lot of content. It's a world of opportunity while we're all stuck in our houses. You could be thrown on Netflix and watching John Wick 1, 2, and 3 in that order. Maybe you want to mix it up. Mm Mm-hmm. You could be watching Escape from Alcatraz, the old Clint Eastwood classic. If you would like to see a depiction of a prison that looks extremely genteel by today's standards. <laughs> it's really good. They're all, they're all in like nice, neat uniforms. Uh, and they file into the cafeteria and they're like, here's your reasonable food. Uh, and barely anybody's getting stabbed or anything. Mm. Um, he's just like, I don't want to be on Alcatraz. They keep telling me I'm well. not allowed to leave. So watch that if you if you want to see a, a nice vision of a prison from the past. Mm. Quite you good. can watch the Twilight Zone, which is the oh, best yes. ever. It's very calming. It are is. you um are you into the anthology type show, Lucy? What do you mean by that? Do you <laughs> what mean the like fuck Twilight? do you mean, bro? <laughs> what are you trying <laughs> to say? What do you mean by that? What are you trying to say about me? <laughs> I'm asking if like you just like the Twilight Zone or if you like other anthology shows. What's another like, anthology show? Oh, Tales from the Crypt. Mm, okay, okay. Now we're talking. You know, I guess I do like an anthology show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Twilight me... Zone is very good, though. It's well ahead of its time. And if you've never seen it, please give it a go. And it, it looks beautiful. They did all those, like, the it restored stunning. versions of all of it. And, like, it's a mm, it looks stunningly great. good-looking show. So is Rod Serling. He's a stunningly good-looking man. He might have huh. those weird, fucked-up... What's his, he's got a weird lip situation and he's, he's uh, always going selling on there. cigarettes, but God, he's a hot, <laughs> smart man. He wrote like 60% of the episodes as well, I think. He certainly did. He was a visionary. Good man. Well, if you're interested in anthologies, you could watch Tales from the Crypt, which has every celebrity on the face of the earth mm-hmm. in it ever. Um, I'm pretty sure like any any person that has been famous between like 1960 and the year 2000 has been in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in one. Wow. Fucking everybody is in it. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side is another another good one. Twilight Zone. Um, the Outer Limits mm. is like a more sci-fi type of anthology show. Amazing uh, you Stories can watch n- from 1985. Which one? Amazing Stories. Yeah. yeah well, they've just got a reboot of that coming out. They on. Do. On the Apple whatever the fuck screaming service, which I will not be getting. No. (laughs) 
Uh, you could watch Night Visions, a a sci-fi anthology series hosted by Henry Rollins. Ah, yes. Night Visions is good. I mean, it's it's not great, but Henry Rollins is there, so it's it's good. Uh, you can watch Masters of Horror, uh, which has episodes directed by lots of different... Um, John Carpenter did one, didn't he? John Carpenter, Joe Dante, like pretty much, pretty much bloody everybody got in and did one of those across the various seasons. Um, Wes Craven, all those, all those folks, you know? Uh, so there's all kinds of fun anthology stuff out there. The Hitchhiker. Mm. Uh, more of an 80s, 80s drama slash, more like, you know, you know how there was lots of um, 80s shows that were like, uh, like serial things where the person would be in, like, like Quantum Leap or whatever, you know, where they're in a different situation every week and it's the same sort of formula kind of thing. Um, so more of that like drama, thriller, horror kind of thing. A lot of titties in it though, for some reason. No, it's what you want. Show? Uh, the Hitchhiker. Hitchhiker. <laughs> Just writing this down. <laughs> the synopsis here: a thriller, a series of thriller stories linked only by the character of the Hitchhiker, who would introduce mm. and close each episode in the style of Rod Serling or Alfred Hitchcock. Occasionally, stories involve supernatural forces, but most plot twists stemmed only from the dark side of the human spirit. Uh, and I'm going to close on my final recommendation. Moving away from The Hitchhiker to the movie The Hitcher. R.I.P. Rutger Hauer. Please watch The Hitcher. Mm. Absolute fucking banger of a of an 80s uh, psycho horror movie starring Rutger Hauer. See Thomas Howell. Ooh. You gotta love it. He's so the guy with the blackface in Soul Man. <laughs> That's right. It's like, where do I know that name from? That's why I know mm. that name. Uh, anybody got anything else or should we wrap it up you watch that uh, show with the fucking blue blob uh, he's in a castle talks to a skull <laughs> trapdoor trap <laughs> <laughs> stay away from that trapdoor man <laughs> you gotta stay <laughs> away from that trapdoor wonder if it holds up uh, watch <laughs> airplane airplane is the yeah, it's highest good. airplane's a good movie highest joke density comedy in existence I think uh and only flying, a few of them are Are we are talking racist. Flying High? If the one that was released as Flying yes. High in Australia, yes. Right, right, yes. Okay. It is really the height of comedy, I will agree. It's so fucking good. I, I will absolutely back this by saying that to me, I think the more, the more that time goes on, the more that I am convinced that the absolute pinnacle of comedy is the Naked Gun movies. Haven't seen them. Um, Abs- absolutely get on it if you like mm. airplane please for the love of god watch flying high um made by the same guys hmm. uh, sorry not fucking flying high yeah uh, watch, the, watch the naked gun <laughs> at least watch the first one um fucking dynamite the opening credit sequence of all of those movies makes me laugh so hard every time i see it uh also featuring murderer oj simpson um, cool that's a nice little touch. Uh, the the movie Top Secret, starring Val Kilmer. Um, Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part 2. Uh, you gotta watch. Fantastic stuff. And also National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon Part 1. Mm. Um, yes. Which is a Hot Shots-style 
uh, spoof starring um, Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson in the Riggs and Murtor roles. Uh, Tim Curry as the bad guy. Just, just wonderful comedy. Um, and, and all for that same reason that Ben was describing, which is just the number of jokes that they cram in. It, the only other thing that I think you can compare it to is like the, the Golden Age Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe the first handful of seasons of Futurama. Mm. Where like literally every, every line every is frame. a joke. There's always like something yeah, every, in the background as well. Yep, there's, there's heaps of things going on in the background. There's things happening like leaving and entering the frame all the time. Every sign, everything that is written. Ah, uh, like yes, the just, mise-en-scene. Absolutely. They're wow. just taking advantage of absolutely every scrap of space that they have and every moment of dialogue to be cramming as many jokes as they possibly can. And for me, a man whose brain is deteriorating day by day, the dumber the jokes, the better. I agree. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. I think that is at least a bit of content to keep you going. It's a lot of content. Through these hard, hard times. It's hundreds of hours of content if we're being honest. But you've got hundreds of hours. Every single thing that we mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, Come back to us and we'll, uh, we'll hit you up with more. Yeah. Please stay home. Stay home. Don't infect anybody. Come on. Be reasonable. Wash your Come hands. On. Stay a meter and a half away from people, which Wash I believe is 27 feet in Imperial. That's uh, what I do anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's it. That's it? That's, that's it. it. We're all getting back to work in Globalism HQ. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. 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 Bye.